Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks so much for joining us for the Myers Detox podcast. Today we have my friend Dr. Jolene Brighton on the show today, and she has written a book called Beyond the Pill. This is such important information because so many women today want to know what is the best birth control, what's going to prevent unwanted pregnancies, what is going to help them regulate their cycle or prevent acne or all the other different reasons that women are put on the pill for medical reasons. Well, the pill causes a lot of different problems. It causes chronic yeast infections. It can cause uh, different health issues. It can cause leaky gut, which can lead to autoimmune issues. Um, We talk about some of the studies uh, regarding the pill and how that can lead to autoimmune disease. It can cause nutrient deficiencies and it kills your libido, which all of the above, um, for the most part, I experienced because I was on the pill for 25 years and uh, really feel like my health and my relationships suffered as a result. And we talk about alternative birth control, alternative birth control methods that don't harm your body and how to get off the pill to avoid post birth control syndrome. And I'm going to be talking more and more about hormones on the show and more and more about hormones on MyersDetox.com because heavy metals have a huge impact on our hormones. Uh, There's different kinds of heavy metals that promote estrogen in the body or prevent production of hormones in the body. There's enzymes called hydroxylases that actually poison enzymes that help turn DHEA into testosterone and then turn that into estrogen. Dr. Jolene Brighton is a functional medicine naturopathic medical doctor and the founder of Rubus Health, a women's medicine clinic that specializes in women's hormones. She is recognized as a leading expert in post-birth control syndrome and the long-term side effects associated with hormonal contraceptives. Dr. Brighton is the author of Beyond the Pill, a 30-day plan to support women on birth control, help them transition off, and eliminate symptoms of post-birth control syndrome. She's a speaker, women's health advocate, and a medical advisor for one of the first data-driven apps to offer women personalized birth control recommendations. You can learn more about her at drbrighton.com. Dr. Brighton, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey there, thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about the pill and birth control. This is a big issue for so many women because if you want to prevent an unwanted pregnancy, you know, what are your options? It's the first thing people think of is the pill or condoms, but I feel like every birth control has its pros and cons. And I Mm -hmm. think so many women have been on the birth control. I was on the birth control for 25 years and I was, have been off it for many, many years and feel so much better because of it. I I had all kinds of health issues as a result. So we're going to be talking about what those are in today's show. So how many women are currently on the pill and are these women primarily using it to prevent pregnancy? Well, you know, in the United States, it's estimated about over 11 million women are currently using hormonal birth control, which expands to about 100 million women worldwide with about 60%. Some surveys have said as high as 65% of women are primarily using it for symptom management. So what that means is is that while, you know, preventing pregnancy can be an added benefit, most women are prescribed hormonal birth control for irregular periods, heavy periods, acne, 
period pain, things that you and I know have a root cause. So you have authored an amazing book called Beyond the Pill, and there's so much amazing information in that about birth control options. And so what are some of the top takeaways that someone can expect when reading the book? Yeah, well, the book is called Beyond the Pill because it's really designed to give women solutions, root cause solutions to common hormone imbalance symptoms beyond birth control. Like I know that all day, every day, you can go to a doctor's office and you can say, here's my female problem. And they will say, and here's the pill. Here's the solution for that is a pharmaceutical intervention. And while it does have a place in women's health and it's 100% your right to choose that, I wanted to provide women with other options and other solutions. So there's an entire chapter dedicated to just understanding your menstrual cycle. How does it work? What's up with your hormones and how can you leverage them to give you superpowers? And then there's another chapter where you troubleshoot what is going on with your period problems, your acne, your hair loss, and how you can get to the root of that. So I outline and I take women through, this is what your doctor should be investigating. These are the labs that they should be testing. And then here's what you can do right now to really fast track your healing and eliminate these symptoms. There's an entire chapter dedicated to gut health, to adrenal and thyroid health, to liver health, and taking a look at metabolic disorders like cardiovascular disease, stroke, heart attack, cancer. How does that play in with hormonal birth control and what role do your hormones play? And then of course, because we are women and we are quite often dismissed when it comes to our mood symptoms and past pharmaceuticals for mood management, I included an entire chapter on that as well so that you can really take the reins of your health and understand is birth control right for you? Is that going to be the best solution for your health needs? Should you choose to use it? I want to support you in using it and minimizing the side effects. There's a lot of things we're not told that hormonal birth control does in our body. And so I outline that and I give you solutions to stay safe while you're on it. And then I teach you how to transition off and avoid post-birth control syndrome. And if you already have post-birth control syndrome, there's solutions in there for you as well. So uh, funny enough, there was a reader yesterday who called the book the Lady Bible. She was like, this is the Lady Bible. <laughs> um, and she was like, this is everything that I should have been given you know, when I started my period, I'm like, that's exactly how I wrote it is like the day you got your period, this is the information you should have been handed. And it's what I wish that I had had, you know, when I started my period and for the 10 years that I spent on birth control. Yeah, yeah. And so I had a lot of uh, side effects that I really didn't attribute to the pill uh, when I was taking it for so many years. And let's talk about some of the symptoms of the birth control pill. I know some of them are, you know, problems absorbing nutrients and also yeast infections. Women get can get chronic yeast infections also when they're on the pill because it, it messes with your, your gut flora biosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can get yeast infections in your mouth, in your gut or in your vagina. It's been well documented. And just because you stop birth control doesn't mean those are all going to clear up and go away. So that part of that is rooted in that it leads to uh, microbial diversity being reduced in your gut. So it messes with your microbiome leads to intestinal hyperpermeability, and it can impact your stomach function, your gallbladder function, your liver function. I mean, that's your entire digestive tract and a lot of your detox system right there. It does deplete nutrients, very key nutrients, things like zinc and magnesium, B vitamins, selenium, CoQ10, these things that like are very, they're non-negotiable. Like you can't have a nutrient deficiency in these things and not have symptoms. But, you know, the other thing that is not talked about so much is the implications in autoimmune disease. So, you know, there was a study that came out of Harvard about six years ago showing that if you had a family history of autoimmune disease, specifically Crohn's disease, 
you're about a 300% increased risk of developing Crohn's disease after five years on birth control. And so I really take women through that in my book to understand, could birth control be putting you at risk of developing autoimmunity? It's highly inflammatory. It causes leaky gut and birth control itself can be a triggering event for that. Yes. Yeah. And so talk about what are some of the mechanisms? Because you're essentially, uh, you know, taking hormones They have estrogen in the pill. And I think so, so many women today are estrogen dominant already. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many different estrogenic substances in our environment, xenoestrogens like plastics, perfumes, pesticides, and things of na- that nature. How does that all interplay to cause problems in our body? Yeah, you know, that is such a great point that you bring up because yes, a lot of women are estrogen dominant and it becomes it can be because of environmental toxins, because of what your fat cells are doing, because your gut's not eliminating, but it also can be a relative estrogen dominance where you don't have enough progesterone around. Now, if everybody listening understands this, you're way ahead of most researchers and doctors, and that is what is in the pill is progestin that is not the same as progesterone. And so this is something that's absolutely an issue that you could have symptoms of estrogen dominance. So let's say you're having really heavy, long periods, lots of clots, breast tenderness. Your doctor puts you on the pill. Now you're getting a whole lot of synthetic estrogen and synthetic progestin Well, you're also shutting down your own ability to make your hormones. So hormonal birth control works. So the pill specifically, it works by stopping brain and ovarian communication. And so with that, you don't ovulate, which is fantastic if you don't want to get pregnant, but not so good if you're having symptoms of estrogen dominance. And as I outlined in my book, if your progesterone is too low, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to have trouble sleeping. You might start having hot flashes. And so the other you know, thing that's involved in all of this is what's going on with liver detox capacity. So it depletes nutrients, which are essential for liver detoxification. But in addition to that, being on the pill actually alters your liver at the genetic and structural level. And so this can be very problematic for some women, um, especially those dealing with estrogen dominance. And once your liver packages it up and gets estrogen ready to move out, it's your gut that has to move it out. And if your gut's not functioning optimally because you ha- are on a medication that causes dysbiosis and you know poor motility, like there's a lot of issues that can come along with that, you can't effectively eliminate that estrogen. And now your estrogen dominance is made worse. Yes, that's such a good point. I just I love this show so much. uh, And this interview so much because these are such important points for women to hear. uh, Because the the pill affects your body in so many different ways. So what are some of our alternatives? I mean, you know, the the pill could be a necessary evil for some women um, for various reasons. But what are some of the alternatives women can be looking at if they want to, uh, you know, prevent an unwanted pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And chapter 13 in my book is dedicated to all of the non-hormonal birth control options that are available. So, you know, there's the pill, there's the patch, the IUD, the NuvaRing, um, the implant, the depo shot. These are all of our hormonal contraceptives. Outside of that, the alternatives look like things like a copper IUD. It works for some women, not all women. If you have a history of heavy periods, endometriosis, painful cramps, that's not your contraceptive of choice. That's not the one for you. But you know, we're seeing the advancement of femtech, uh, which is technology geared towards helping women take charge of their reproductive health. And 2018 was really a phenomenal year in women's reproductive health is that we saw the FDA actually approved the first app 
a device, a thermometer you put under your tongue as a contraceptive. And we haven't, we, that was never a thing before. And these apps, what they're really uh, leveraging is fertility awareness method, which is taking your basal body temperature, correlating that, you know, there's a spike in temperature when we ovulate, but you know, in addition, correlating that with your cervical mucus and how your symptoms are presenting can really help women dial in and prevent pregnancy. And in fact, when used correctly, fertility awareness method is over 99% effective, which most women don't realize this. Uh, you know, the pill is only about 91% effective with typical use. And that's how us imperfect humans actually use it. Now, other options that are out there, of course, barrier methods, so condoms, diaphragms, and there are new technologies being developed in terms of gels. So when you're fertile, your fertile cervical mucus is like a super highway for sperm that helps the sperm get to the egg super quick so you get pregnant. There's gels being developed that a woman would actually insert and it'll alter that cervical mucus so it blocks sperm from making their way to the egg. So there are quite a few options out there and it's all about going through and deciding like what works best for your life and, and what's going to be a method that you know you feel like you can be successful with. Yeah, I've been using some femtech also and I just downloaded an app called Flow and really tracking my cycle in uh, kind of an automated way. And, and it's great, I love it so much. And it really helps me find out when my fertile uh, mm -hmm. window is, so I know to be extra cautious about um, using alternative contraception. Yeah, yeah, we've come a long way. I mean, I think every woman should read the book, Taking in Charge of Your Fertility. I think it's fantastic, which teaches fertility awareness method and paper charting. I suck at that. Like I tried that and I'm like, mm -mm, I can't like, I don't even like to write with pencils. Like, and now I got to do like graphs. Like this is giving me PTSD for like geometry. I like, no. <laughs> um, so, but like to see that like there's apps now that you can plug your data into or thermometers that'll just take the data for you. One thing I'll say about that though, is that um, just like when we start the pill or using, you know, the NuvaRing, anything like this, don't fall into taking a back seat to your reproductive health. And I, that's something that can happen is if you are relying on an app to do all of the work, like you're going to be at higher risk of getting pregnant. And that's just to say, you have to pay attention. Are you in the mood? If your libido is going up, odds are you're going to ovulate soon. That's what happens in the menstrual cycle. And, you know, if you're seeing fertile cervical mucus, maybe your app isn't catching it yet, but you're catching it. And so nothing will ever replace knowing your body. Yes, exactly. Because as we get older, you know, things aren't on schedule exactly how they're supposed to be. The egg's not coming at the right time or too early totally. or too late. There's too many. And so, uh, so exactly. You can't depend on the app. The app is just kind of a, an estimate of all the, the average of all the data they've perhaps collected. So it's not going to be exactly for you, but it can help you kind of gauge when your fertile window may be. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about libido. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women that are on the birth control pill, it kills your libido. And I certainly experienced this because I was on the birth control since I was a teenager. My mother was terrified of me getting pregnant um, because she got pregnant as a teen. And mm -hmm. uh, we actually, I just met my brother that she gave up for adoption when she was a teen over oh, Thanksgiving. Wow. So it was a very traumatic event for her. So she put me on the pill at a very young age before I was sexually active. And so I never even knew what libido was because yeah. I was on the pill. and I didn't know what all these other women were talking about. And I think a lot of women also experience that as well. And it dramatically impacts their relationships. Why does the pill reduce your libido? 
Mm-hmm. This is so common. I joke that it's the sneaky way that birth control really prevents pregnancy because <laughs> you don't even want to have sex. Like, And, you know, I was on the pill through my 20s and I'm like, wow, I had zero libido. I talked to patients who were like, they're in their 40s. They never had an orgasm until their 40s because yeah. – that, you know, hormonal birth control is blocking like everything in terms of like making sex fun. It's not cool. Um, and then we feel like it's us and something's broken about us. But in reality, hormonal birth control is going to shut down your testosterone production. So we look at just that hormone alone reduces testosterone production in the ovaries by as much as 50%. And then on top of it, it causes your liver to express sex hormone binding globulin in a higher amount. So Sex hormone binding globulin is a protein that grabs onto excess hormones. When you take the pill, you are taking a medication that is high dose enough, even though people will say, well, it's low dose contraceptive. Well, it's still got to be enough to get through your liver and still be a high enough dose that it shuts down your brain from talking to your ovaries. Now, your liver and your body want to keep you safe and they recognize there's all this excess hormone going on. They, it starts to increase sex hormone binding globulin. So at the genetic level, there's been an alteration. Your liver expresses this protein, gobbles up even more testosterone. So now you're not getting that stimulation. You're not producing it and you're not actually being able to use anything you might produce. Now, this is why it gets used a lot for PCOS women, polycystic ovarian syndrome, who have excess androgens. They're having acne. They're having hair growth on their chin and chest. And because it, it's very effective at doing that. The problem is, is that the research looked at, okay, well, what happens when women come off of the pill? Surely, like, everything returns to normal. I mean, that's the story we're all told about the pill and about hormones in general is that, like, oh, yeah, you can use hormonal contraceptives. And don't worry. When you come off, you won't skip a beat. Everything will go right back to the way it was before, which isn't true. I mean, it just simply isn't true. And so when the researchers looked at this five years out, they found that compared to women who had never been on the birth control pill ever, that the sex hormone binding globulin never returns to the pre-pill state. It never goes back down because that alteration has happened at the genetic level in the liver. Now, within Beyond the Pill, you'll get into the libido chapter. I outline the protocols I've used in my clinic that do successfully help reduce sex hormone binding globulin. We've been able to do this and bring it back to healthy levels. And this is because epigenetics is everything. So while you may have taken the pill and it's altered the genetic expression of this protein, we know enough now to understand that, like how you talk to yourself, move your body, sleep and eat can absolutely shift your genetics. Yeah, I love it that you have a whole chapter about libido because it's it's a really, really important topic that so many women struggle with, especially as they get into their late 30s and 40s and 50s. You know, they it's a big problem for so many women who've been on the pill for, for a long, long time. And so, so what can women do right now um, if they're on birth control or ever have been and are listening to this show? What can they do? Yeah. Well, number one is you have to replenish your nutrient stores. And so you have to get, uh, you know, your diet has to be dialed in. That's non-negotiable. And, you know, I'm going to have to say you, you got to get your diet dialed in. And at the same time, you can't out diet hormonal birth control. So if you're on it right now, it's depleting nutrients at a rate where you can't actually replenish those fully with your diet. So you're going to want to have a multivitamin or prenatal along with that. That doesn't mean you can do what my 17-year-old self is uh, did and just drive through fast food windows and then think you can take a multivitamin. I didn't even yeah. take a multivitamin. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on birth control, I'm eating fast food, and I'm not even taking a multivitamin. That's like big time fail, learn from my mistake, don't make it, <laughs> ladies. Um, 
so, you know, with that, that's one thing. The other thing is supporting your liver big time. And beyond the pill, there's an entire chapter called uh, the Birth Control Hormone Detox 101. I wanted to call it the liver chapter that my publishers didn't think that was sexy <laughs> enough, but that's essentially what it is. And your liver is like king. It is like everything in your health. And it's taking a big hit. It's taking one for the team, so to speak. And really helping you process that hormone. And so within the book, I take you through doing a 14 day detox. If you are on birth control and you're in my practice, you're doing this every three to four months in the year of going through a whole detox process protocol. If you come off of hormonal birth control, it's one of the things I found that like right away you can do that and you're going to feel better a whole lot quicker than if you just try to come off and see what happens and roll the dice. And so I outline all of that in my book um, to really support women. If you're waiting for the book right now, you can go to drbrighton.com slash PBCS diet, that's post birth control syndrome diet, and get started on that right now and get like get access to like, okay, what, what do I got to start eating? What do I got to start doing to love up my liver? Because if your liver starts working right, then your hormones are going to be much easier to balance. We're also going to find that your blood sugar will be easier to balance, which is really like a, one of the key things. If you want incredible hormones, you've got to keep your blood sugar dialed in. And then you'll be running the detox pathways, which we live in a really phenomenal time in the world. It's the most toxic our world has ever been. And so your liver needs support. And I'm sure you see this as well. I mean, I remember a very long time ago when I started clinical practice, I was like, yeah, I don't know about like, you know, this, this like doing detoxes and using supplements, like let's support natural detox pathways. And now over the years, I'm just like, man, we just get hit so hard that I've seen this transition in my patients where it's like, yeah, doing the diet and lifestyle is a must, but it's often not enough. And we do have to come in with these practitioner grade supplements and really support people because we're dealing with so much from what's in our house, what's in, you take an Uber ride, like there's fragrance in there. I like hate those fragrances. In oh, there. they're so gross. <laughs> and like and the thing about it too. Interfering. <laughs> well, and I don't think most people realize like what a big deal this is. It's not just about, uh, it's not just about hormones. Okay. We do know there's endocrine disruptors in that. And I actually, um, I, so as you know, I was just living in Paris. They love themselves some perfume. My goodness, I walked into a Sephora. So I find myself suddenly living in Paris and I didn't, I brought enough stuff to live for six days. And I'm like, great. Now I live in Paris and I have to do all these interviews for my book and I got to go get some makeup um, because I'm old enough that it matters to me. <laughs> and so, so I go into Sephora and there's like this runway, this red carpet you walk down with like 50 people spraying perfume at you. And I was like, ah, 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 no fragrance. And what most people don't realize is that some of these molecules are small enough to actually ride the super highway of a nerve that's in your nose straight into your brain. Now you've got toxins in your brain and, and Paris and France, I love you guys, but like slow the roll on your fragrances for a yes, second. It's secondhand like, smoke. It's the new secondhand smoke. Oh yeah. Oh, and then they smoke there a lot too. Yes. Well, what are you guys doing? Like, no, <laughs> but their cheese is really good. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so we forgive them. But yeah, wine. yeah. But with that, it's something. Um, so if that, you know, if that was me while I was on birth control, I would have had an instant migraine being in there, and I would have started like getting nauseous. That's a sign that your liver is struggling with detox. And so, if that's true for you, if you can't walk by like a Macy's, like you can't walk into a department store without like that fragrance hitting you hard, like your detox pathways are not working optimally. And I find so many of my patients on birth control. 
they struggle with this. They're like, I get into an Uber car and I've got to put the windows down and I'm like, I'm car sick. They get off of hormonal birth control. They go through a detox. They start supporting their body. And then they're like, I don't have these issues. Like, yeah, weird. I just went into Macy's and I had no problem like walking through the perfume department. And that's, that's a really big sign that like there's burden going on to your detox capacity. Yeah, all these perfumes and uh, pesticides and petrochemicals and the petrochemicals are in the perfume. Um, fragrances, mm -hmm. those are estrogens and they mm -hmm. interfere in your estrogen in your body, mimic estrogen and your liver metabolizes that excess estrogen. So yeah. all this stuff works in sync. And do you so know Laura Adler? Yeah, I do. The yes, environmental do. toxins nerd. Yeah. Yes. So she she was someone, and when she said this to me, it was like such an aha moment. And she was like, you know those Halloween masks that you can smell? Like you walk through the aisle I and know. you can actually smell them. She's like, those are straight up estrogen. That's straight up estrogen. Like most of the things that you can smell in a store, so like these candles, like these things are actually mimicking your estrogen in your body. And I thought it was like such a brilliant thing. And I have to like give her credit for that. Of like she like she cracked me up. It was like, yeah, Halloween, that is straight up estrogen. I'm like, oh my God, like that is so true. But like, we don't think about it because these things are so ubiquitous in our society yeah. that we like just don't think about it anymore. We're like, okay, we're not gonna question it. We're just gonna keep on moving, but I don't know why I don't feel well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why detox is so important. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you are outlining that book and touching base on that in, in the book, because you have to love your liver if you want healthy hormones. And it's never the sexy stuff yeah. either, you guys. It's never the sexy <laughs> stuff. People like, they just want to know that like, oh, it's like, oh, eat this superfood and it'll change everything. And it's yeah. like, the, at the end of the day, it's what you do every single day yeah. that creates the change. Like you're that powerful. Yes, all these little small steps add up to huge, huge change. And so let's talk about anything else in the book. Or like, where can we get the book? What are some other tips in the book also? Yeah, so you can get the book anywhere they sell books. And the crazy, crazy thing, so right now there is a full-on major media blackout, which you don't blame them. No TV, no TV station or major news network wants to talk about uh, birth control. The The funny thing is, is I'm like, I get that pharmaceutical companies are funding them and doing their advertising. And that's like a, maybe a bad business decision. But I'm like, this book is not anti-birth control. In fact, it gives solutions to the common side effects. And if anything, it would make happier customers for them because they wouldn't be complaining so much about these side effects. Um, so, you know, uh, right now, women around the world are supporting this book. And what's amazing is that it's in all major bookstores. Um, we also saw it's now in Finland. It's in Switzerland. Uh, there are women in Germany sharing it, Australia. So wherever you are in the world, you can get this book. I was in Paris. My book could come to me via Amazon. <laughs> Amazon's everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you can get it there. The other things that you'll find in the book that, you know, it might not seem so obvious. Like, yes, it's a hormone book. Yes, it's going to outline, you know, birth control. There's an entire chapter on gut health. So if you have yeast overgrowth, you have gut dysbiosis, you have autoimmune disease, if you have um, you know, issues in terms of SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, I'm talking about that in there. Um, I'm also talking a lot about adrenal and thyroid health. I've had a lot of women who are like, well, I have Hashimoto's. I don't know if this book can work for me. And I'm like, okay, yes, I talk about Hashimoto's. I talk about hypothyroidism and PS, like, if you don't have adequate progesterone, you don't use your thyroid at the cellular level. Like, and so your labs can look normal, but you don't feel normal. And as a Hashimoto's woman, myself, I've definitely been there. 
And then the other things, you know, I cover fertility and then there's a lot about mood. So anxiety, depression, mood swings, taking you through, you know, how your hormones are involved in that, how birth control can contribute to that, and then ways that you can really take back your mood. And then I think like you, the most surprising thing to people is how much I talk about cardiovascular health, diabetes risk, um, stroke, and then certainly going through and outlining like what's the issues with weight as well, because that can be a sign of there is an underlying issue with your hormones. So if you're hypothyroid, you could be gaining weight. If you have too much cortisol, if you are having issues with estrogen dominance, if you have too low of testosterone, you could be losing muscle mass. And so I think it's, um, you know, the way I present it in the book is it's like, it's not a weight loss book. So I'll just say that straight up. Um, the side effect of getting your hormones in balance and taking care of your body is that your weight does uh, equilibrate and it will actually come into alignment of what's best for your body. But that weight is really one of those symptoms that is telling about what is going on internally. And for anybody who's concerned about like acne, hair loss, yes, we talk about that as well in the book. Do you talk at all about hormone replacement therapy? So we do talk a little bit about hormone replacement therapy, but not in the context of being a postmenopausal woman. So, um, and I really appreciate you asking that. And I try to be fully, fully transparent that like, yes, if you are postmenopausal, this book will help because of the liver, the gut, the adrenal thyroid mood, uh, the low libido, the vaginal dryness information that I cover. But in terms of guiding you in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, I don't go through that in great detail in the book because we're mostly talking, you know, in this book about women who are still actively menstruating. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. And it's really uh, the whole media blackout thing really irks me because I think there is, uh, you know, like, just like Dr. Kelly Brogan had, um, had her book, A Mind of Your Own. And there was also a media blackout on that because any kind of infringement, perhaps on, you know, some suggestion, you might want to take not take this medication, here are natural alternatives that are healthier. Um, there seems to be, you know, a, a theme where they're, they're can be a blackout about that. And that's why we're doing this podcast to make this information available to people, uh, information that may not be available on major media outlets that are largely controlled by the big pharmaceutical companies. So I'm really happy to have you on the show and get the word out to as many women as possible about alternatives to birth control and, and just how all the hormones and balancing your hormones has so many different effects on all your other different organ systems in your body, like your thyroid and your mood and other things. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation, for the work you're doing in this world, because we need a lot more of us making change in women's medicine. Yes. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And everyone, please go get Dr. Jolene Brighton's book. Tell us where to get it again. So you can get it anywhere they sell books, certainly Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target has picked it up now. And if you are wanting to grab some bonuses that go with it, you can go to beyondthepillbook.com where we've got a ton of bonuses, including lab guides, recipes, and five exclusive video interviews with other experts helping you get in the know about your body. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And everyone, thanks so much for listening and tuning in every week. I just love doing this podcast and interviewing the world's top experts on alternative health and medicine. Thanks for tuning in.